So we're up to Daf Pevav in the Netzach Yisrael. This is in the edition of the uh, the Blue Rav Hartman edition, which you could find on Hebrew books. So the Netzach Yisrael right now, the Maral in Perikei, uh again Daf Pevav is going to go through the story of Kamsa Bar Kamsa. Very fascinating way of how he perceives it. Just a quick review. The story of Kamsa Bar Kamsa, again, the first part is that Bar Kamsa is invited to the wedding. It was meant to be Kamsa. He's kicked out of the party and he's embarrassed. This is the part of the story that the, the Maral will focus on. At this point, uh, Bar Kamsa is very, very upset with the Rabbonim, Klal Yisrael as a whole. So he decides he's going to cause problems. So he goes to the Caesar, the Kaiser, and he says to the Caesar, the, Rabbon, the Jews rebel against you. And he said, how do I know that you're saying is correct? He said, I'll show you. Bring a carbon, send a carbon to the Beis HaMikdash, and, and you'll see that they won't accept it. Because there is a concept that a non-Jew could send an optional carbon. He sends the carbon, and then as he's traveling, he either, according to one opinion, nicks the lip of the animal, or he causes a scratch in the cornea, either the eye or the lip. He does something that is perceived as a mum from the perspective of, of the Jewish people, but from the non-Jews, it's not a mum. What I mean is, besides for the fact, I'm not talking about like Christians or pagans, I'm saying the, the halacha is that a Jew, a Jew or a non-Jew, in the Beis HaMikdash, the animal has to be completely completely uh, t- tum, no, 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 no mum at all. A split in the lip or a, uh, scratch in the eye is a problem. On a private altar, a Jew cannot bring an animal with a split lip or a scratch in the eye. But a non-Jew on a private altar can bring a carbon to Hashem as long as the, all the limbs are intact. So a non-Jew on a private altar, on a private bama, not in the basement of the show, a private bama is not allowed to bring an animal that's missing an arm. But he could bring an animal that has a scratched lip, not not a problem, a cut lip, whatever, or, or, or any other blemish is not going to be a problem as long as it's not missing a limb. So he made a blemish that from the non-Jews' understanding of halacha is fine, but we know that in the Beis HaMikdash, our house, the restrictions are higher, so it was Aser. So the, Rab- the Rabbana don't know what to do. So some Rabbanim said, bring the animal, even though it's a mum. And then if Zechariah ben Avkula said, no, it's gonna, people are going to think that you're allowed to bring a mum in the Beis HaMikdash. So they said, okay, let's kill Bar Kamsa, he's a roidif. Uh, Zechariah ben Avkula also didn't want to do that. And eventually the animal was rejected, uh, the Romans rebel, the Romans fight us, and the Beis HaMikdash is destroyed. That's the, that's the story in a nutshell. Now the Maral will touch on and explain many interesting concepts as why was this the central point, why was the mum, well, what's the aspect uh, all these details. So let's see inside. Says the Maral, I want to now begin to talk about the destruction of the Beis HaMikdash. We know that it started with Bar Kamsa. And from Bar Kamsa, it led to the Karban, it led to the Mum, it led to the anger of the Romans, and to the rebellion itself. So he says like this, a big Yisoyed. Yerushalayim ir hakodesh v'hamizbeach, asher hu shleimus kolayolim. He says like this: Yerushalayim and the Beis Hamikdash in itself, within Yerushalayim, is the shleimus of the entire world. What do I mean? So look on the bottom. I'm going to use the footnotes a little bit today. He writes in footnote number one ten: Pirush 
You have to understand, there are certain things that are very much related just to us. They're just Jewish concepts. Says the Maral, that is not the case of the Beis HaMikdash. The Beis HaMikdash is a place that is meant to perfect the entire world. And he says in Marmakim 110, The Beis HaMikdash is really not just intended for Klal Yisrael. It's really meant to perfect the entire world. And he goes back to the top, as Chazal tells us, if the Goyim would fully appreciate the, benef- the benefit and the, the beneficial aspects of having a Beis HaMikdash, how the Beis HaMikdash brings down Shefa and Bracha, not just for Klal Yisrael, for the entire world, that the Beis HaMikdash brings stability to the entire world. I mentioned this once, I think on Tisha B'Av, I mentioned this, that Rav Kluger says that people think that in the times of the Beis HaMikdash there weren't Tsaris. Of course there were Tsaris. People got divorced then, and people got sick then, and there was Tsaris just like there are Tsaris now. What's the difference? The difference is the Beis HaMikdash is sort of like a beacon. It gives you stability. It gives you calm. It gives you focus. It gives you that point in the storm that you remember, oh, there's a plan. That concept applies to every person. It wasn't just meant for Klal Yisrael. On its own, mitzad the Beis HaMikdash itself, it's really meant to benefit the entire world. And says the Gemara, If the Goyim would fully appreciate what the Beis HaMikdash gives to the entire world, they would rebuild it today in gold. And the truth is, it's not a coincidence that Yerushalayim itself historically was a place that multiple religions fought over, right? The Crusades and the Christians have their, their claim to it because of Yashka nearby, and you have the Islam is on the Makkah Mamikdash itself, and you ask yourself, what shaykhs does Esav and Yishmal have to this place? The answer is, the Beis HaMikdash Be'etzem is meant for the entire world. And he'll explain. He says, The truth is, the Beis HaMikdash itself is meant really for the entire world. The Beis HaMikdash on its own is not just meant mitzad klal Yisrael. But look at Maramakim number 112, and this is a very important point. He says, we find this concept not just with the Beis HaMikdash, we find this with Torah itself. Torah is our bride, right? So Torah, if there's anything that would be Meyuches and connected just to Klai, so I would say it's the Torah. But what do we know? We know the Gemara in Avodah tells us, and it's a famous Medrash, that Gadish Baruch who went to every nation and offered them the Torah. What does that show you? That shows, he says, the Maral, in footnote number 112, he quotes from the Maral, in Chedush Yagodist Avodah that the Torah and the Beis HaMikdash are really meant for the entire world. But, he says, from the perspective of Hashem, the Beis HaMikdash and Torah on their own, in a vacuum, are really meant to perfect the entire world. But why is it that Klaus are we're the only ones that we're the only ones who learn Torah, and if a non-Jew learns Torah, it's Chayiv Misa, and we're the only ones who have the Beis HaMikdash and Azara Karav Yumas, then Goyim and Allah to enter certain areas. 
and even within Klal Yisrael. So how come it's practically just ours if it's conceptually meant for the to perfect the entire world? So it says the Maral in Chagdushi Agadis and Avodah this line. Because they're not worthy of receiving it. Meaning, in a perfect world, the Torah and the Beis Hamikdash is meant to perfect the entire world. But it goes two ways. Hashem is willing to give it to the entire world. But they have to be deserving of receiving it. They have to make themselves worthy. The Torah, that you see the mitzvahs, the Shev mitzvahs ben Enoyach, and then after that, the 613 are meant to elevate the person to be a vessel to receive Hashem's good and Hashem's light. The non-Jewish nations did not work on themselves. They didn't, even if you look in that Gemara Navidizara when it says that Hashem offered them the Torah, and then the Gemara describes how when Mashiach comes, they're gonna say, We want another try. And one of the tightness that Hashem says to them is, is Shevamitza Where the Shevamitzas? You don't even keep those. Meaning. What the morale is saying is the Beis Hamikdash mitzad atzmoi, the Beis Hamikdash from Hashem's perspective is really meant for the entire world. But the non-Jewish nations did not do enough to make themselves roy, to be the vessel, to be the vehicle, to bring down Hashem's presence in that way. So go back to the top. And therefore, because the Beis Hamikdash be'etzem, Beis Hamikdash really on its own, is meant to perfect the entire world. And really, in a perfect world, all the nations would have received the Torah and would have accepted the, you know, would have built the Beis Hamikdash. But because there is some shaykhis that the Goyim have to the Beis Hamikdash, and that's why there is a halachic concept that if a non-Jew sends a carbon, we do accept it. A lot of people don't realize this. If you'd ask a lot of people, if a non-Jew sends a carbon, could you accept in the Beis HaMikdash? The assumption would be, no, the Beis HaMikdash is for us. The answer is, yes, we're the only ones practically that are capable of, of, of being miyuchis and being mechaber to the Beis HaMikdash. But Be'etzem, in its conceptual uh, you know, premise, the Beis HaMikdash is meant to for the entire world, and therefore, because there is some shaykhis that the Beis HaMikdash has to the entire world, Goyim could send a carbon. And that's why, as we're going to see in a moment, that's why the whole crux of this entire episode involves a guy sending a carbon to the Beis HaMikdash. And says the Mara, I'll tell you practically, I'll prove it to you. If the Goyim hated the Beis HaMikdash, if the Goyim had no connection to the Beis HaMikdash, if the Goyim felt that the Beis HaMikdash was something that had no shaykhs to them, it would never stand. What do I mean? Look at number 114. Pirish. The Goyim never hated the Beis HaMikdash per se. Because if they did, it would never last it as long as it did. The Beis HaMikdash was never something that they were on a personal level against. And that's why you had the Greeks... And even the Romans were in control for a very long time before the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed. The Beis Hamikdash was eventually destroyed because of the hatred for Klal Yisrael. But it's not that the Beis Hamikdash vets them. They have no problem with God having a house to have His presence in. As we'll see in a moment, their animosity towards Klal Yisrael and their animosity towards the Beis Hamikdash is not the Beis Hamikdash vets them. It's more of a side point, as we'll see in a moment. And therefore, even though historically, yes, there is anti-Semitism tremendously, and the Goyim never liked Klal Yisrael, but the Beis HaMikdash, 
Because there is an aspect that even the Goyim appreciate that the Beis Amikdash is meant to be the symbol of God's presence in the world, and therefore, therefore the Goyim really never had a COVID for the Beis Amikdash, says the Maral. And the destruction of the Beis Amikdash was really, first of all, it was because HaKadosh Baruch Hu was punishing Klai Yisrael, that we sinned, and therefore Hashem wanted to take away the Beis Amikdash from us. That was the Batsam, and the Goyim were more just pawns in that game. But even when they did it, it wasn't sin towards the Beis Amikdash. It was attacking Klai Yisrael. I mean, Titus had his tainas. Titus seems a little bit, bit you know, uh, you know, on purpose, Dick. But, but the concept historically is, and even you see, what we see nowadays, there are many religions that go to the Beis Hamikdash. It's not, it's so. So what is it then? On its own, it's meant to perfect the whole world. But as the Maral pointed out in Chadusha God is Zara, on a practical level, the Goyim are not worthy, and the Goyim are not deserving of being the the the, the gatekeepers of the Beis Hamikdash. And he goes to the next page. This is the key. Ubeis Hamikdash Hayegoyim. The Beis Hamikdash, because you see part of it, part of the animosity. I'll say it outside, then we'll see it inside. The Maral explains that the anti-Semitism and the animosity that the Goyim have towards Klal Yisrael is dafka because of the Beis Hamikdash. What do I mean? They don't hate the Beis Hamikdash. On the contrary, they appreciate that there would be a house that would house God's presence. What bothers them so much is the fact that they know Klal Yisrael are the only ones that are deserving of it. Meaning, the very fact that Klal Yisrael's superiority is on is in an area that they feel they should have shaykhs to, that's what creates that great sin. You see, if, if, if Klal Yisrael was more superior, but in an area that had no shaykhs to them, so okay, so then fine, so they're, they're better in a certain area, but we, we don't want to be good in that area either. I don't, I don't care. There are people that, uh, you know, they're uh, popular mo- movie stars. They're great, and they're popular in their area. I don't have animosity because I don't have a desire. There's no jealousy because I don't want that lifestyle. But it's dafka something that you be'etzem feel connected to, and you be'etzem deep down feel like you should be involved in, that when someone else is involved in, that creates the sinner. Says the morale. It's dafka because the Beis is something that the Goyim feel like they should have a shaykh to, because as I said, as the morale pointed out, the Beis is meant be'etzem for the entire world, but because Klal Yisrael are the only ones that worked on themselves and they made themselves roy to be, have Hashem's presence rest in their area, B'ni B'chari Yisrael, that creates the sinner. The sinner is dafka because the Goyim feel the superiority of Klal Yisrael in an area that they feel like they should have shaykhs to. And he says, And therefore the Beis HaMikdash is the key. That's why when Bar Kamsa wanted to show, wanted to really anger the Romans, he dafka made it revolving around the Beis Hamikdash because he knew that that was that was the that was like the lightning rod, because the Beis Hamikdash is something that they feel they should have a shaykhus to, and when they see Klal Yisrael because of their glory and Klal Yisrael's tzidkis that they're involved, that that that's they're much more sensitive to it, and as we'll see, to have a carbon that they feel is good, but we say no good, is just touching on their inferiority complex it's just touching on their you know they're very sensitive to it it's like it's a very it's like a scab it's a very raw it's a raw wound to them and he says what makes us unique is the and therefore says the maral 
the, the Bar Kamsa said to the Kaiser, they're fighting against you, they're rebelling against you. They don't respect you. In which way? You think, you think the Jews respect you? You think you're, they're, you're under, they're under your control? What about the Beis HaMikdash? And he'll say, well, the Beis HaMikdash is for the whole world. He says, how come you're not in control? Oh, because the Jews have something you don't. And therefore, that, that's what bothered them. And the test is to bring a carbon that dafka is good for them, but not good for us. And he says, And that's why he picked this test. Because this shows our superiority in, in, ways, in, other, in, in ways that other aspects don't. So now let's talk about this for a second. I get it. Makes a lot of sense. Barakamsa wanted to bring a carbon that is not good for them, not good for us, but good for them. To show that we're, that the area that they feel that they should have a shaykh, that the whole world should have a connection to Hashem, and it should. But we're the ones who get it, ponim al ponim, and that bothers them so much. But how come it was dafka with a mum? Dafka with a mum in the mouth or in the eyes? So this is very fascinating. Look at the next paragraph. Vida you should know. That line. That line is very important. Says the Maral. The entire Goyish world is similar to a body. Let me explain. Uh, Rav Kluger actually has a whole arichas about this in his Sefer, his first volume on Shabbos, that, and it's based on this morale, he quotes this morale, that everything has what the morale calls a choymer and a tzura, or I'll call it a body and a soul, right? Even within you, right? Whoever's listening to this, you have a body, you have a physical body, and you have a soul. That works, that concept exists on many planes. Says the morale, the same way every person has a body and a soul, so too, on a collective level, there is the body of humanity and the soul of humanity. The body of humanity corresponds to all the non-Jewish nations. They are the body. They are the physical body to all of humanity. And that's why they're usually very, very strong. And they excel in those areas of athletic feats. Kalal Yisrael is the soul of humanity that the same way you have a neshama and a guf, all the Goyish nations are the guf, and Kalal Yisrael are the soul. Now, I'm sorry, actually, it was not Rav Kluger, by the way, it was actually Bnei Yisachar also, Rav Kluger talks about this. Bnei Yisachar has a very beautiful piece based on this, that Bnei Yisachar says, the same way in a physical person, the physical body comes first, then the soul, so too it is with humanity. Kalal Yisrael came after the other nations, right? It's not like we were the first nation, we were goy mikerev goy, because first the body, then the soul. And says the Bnei Yisachar, a very beautiful piece, the same way everything is a body and a soul, and all the nations are the body, and Klal Yisrael are the soul of humanity, so too says the Bnei Yisachar, everything exists in time, place, oilam shana nefesh. And in time, there is a body of time and a soul of time. The body of time is the six days of the week, and the soul of time is Shabbos. 
that gives life, the same way the soul gives life and animates that physical dead body, so too Shabbos gives koyach to the rest of the week. The rest of the week is sort of like the battery that gives life to Tuesday and Wednesday and Thursday and Friday is Shabbos. And by the way, that's why and the Archaim HaKadr says that it's Dafka, the previous Shabbos, that gives life to the rest of the week. So it's a teaching from the Commander Rebbe. The Commander writes that Friday, he said for himself, I think I've noticed it myself as well, he says Friday is the week, is the day of the week that is the most stressful. Now most people will think, and people get the most angry on Friday, and most people will think that the reason why Friday is so stressful is just because he got a lot to do. But that's not true. People get angry and get fights on Fridays of the summer also. He says the reason why it's so difficult is because Shabbos is the soul of time. And by the time, and like Shabbos is that battery. So by the time you get to Friday, that, that battery is dying. And then all of a sudden you need that next Shabbos to give a new battery pack. Says the Bani Saskar, if the Goyim are the physical bodies of humanity and, and the Klal Yisrael are the soul, and Shabbos is the soul of time, and the weekday is the body of time, this explains why a non-Jew who keeps Shabbos is Chayev Misa. Why? Because a non-Jew has no Shaykhis to Shabbos. Because Shabbos is the soul of time, and non-Jews are the bodies of humanity. And therefore it's Davka Klal Yisrael, that is the soul of humanity, that is able to keep Shabbos, which is the soul of time. So too it is with the Beis HaMikdash. You see, these Goyim, because they're so physical and they're the, phys- they are the bodies of humanity, therefore their carbon, from their perspective, as long as a carbon is whole physically, I, it, it's fine. I, it's missing, let's say, it's I, it can't see. So, you see, what is sight? As the Maral is going to point out, what is sight? Sight is something, it's not a physical matter. He calls it like a Dovaruchni. A sight, the fact that it's like the nisham, it's like the battery is turned on. Like you have a body. That's what Goyim is, just like a dead body. And then the nishama, the nishama like sort of gives life to it. It turns it on. It gives it, the battery's on. The effect that the nishama has is sight. That comes from the nishama. That's why, the, maybe that's what it means. The Gemara says that if someone's a summa, it's like they're dead. Because that part of Ruchni is removed. And therefore, says the Maral, it's Dafka, a non-Jew who's the body of humanity, who's connected to Guf. That for a non-Jew, as long as the Karban's Guf is Bishleimus, as long as the Karban's body is complete, it's fine. But for Klal Yisrael, that is the Neshama of humanity. For Klal Yisrael, we're, we're connected not just to physicality, but also to Ruchni, it's not enough to have the body complete. If there's a problem with the eye, which sees, or a problem with the mouth, which speaks, which is called Hashem, which is the, the you know, Ve'yipach Papa of Ruach Hashem, then that the person speaking also comes from the Neshama, comes the Dabar Ruchni. Therefore, for Klal Yisrael, it's considered a problem. And therefore, when Bar Kamsa, I'll start outside today, and we'll wrap up with this. Bar Kamsa having a mum that is not a problem with the guf, but only a problem with a part of the guf that's connected to ruchni, which is the eye or the mouth, according to different opinions. Therefore, that was Barkamsa's way of sort of sticking in the knife a little bit further that your whole goyim, you don't understand, you think 
you think the base Amikdash is for you? And maybe in a perfect world it would be. But it's only for Klal Yisrael. Why? Because they're the, they're the ones that are connected to the Ruchni of reality. You're too physical. By you not accept, by, again, due to Averis that they've done, rejecting the Torah, whatever it is, not being Avram Yisrael and Yaakov, Bikitzer, you've made yourself so physical that you're the goof of reality. And therefore, of course, Klal Yisrael is going to be more superior. And Dafkin, an area that's going to bother you the most is, I'm going to bring a carbon. So a carbon is a connection to that place called the Beis Amidush, which is all about Ruchni and Guf touching, that, that spirituality and physica, physicality connecting and touching. That's the whole Indian of the Beis Amidush. That's a physical ba- building filled with spiritual life. And you think you have Shaykhis. Because yes, conceptually, it's meant for the whole world. But you know deep down that you're not Ruchni. And you know deep down that Klal Yisrael is only in control of that place. And I'm going to dig it in further. I'm going to bring them a carbon that they won't accept, that you will accept. And it's not just that due to a technicality, Klal Yisrael can't have it because of our laws and our religion. No. It's a mum that for you is complete. Because you're all about physicality and goof. And the goof is complete. But Klal Yisrael, which is more, Klal Yisrael, which is subtle. Klal Yisrael, which is connected to Davar Ruchni. For them, if there's a physical impediment that affects the Ruchni, that itself is a problem. Because that's what Klal Yisrael is, that perfect blend of Guf and Ruchni together. And that's what bothered him so much. Uh, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll stop here. Bez Hashem, next time we'll continue more, uh, more in this topic. Recording 